0: Good afternoon to all of you, and I, I really do mean all. We have a good good turnout today. Welcome to any who are visiting with us, and certainly welcome to those who are joining us over the webcast. Well, brethren, the, the Passover is about eight weeks away. We're instructed to prepare for the Passover. We need to prepare physically, and more importantly than that, we need to prepare spiritually. Part of our preparation is to examine ourselves, to see how are we doing as a Christian, to see how we're doing. As I mentioned, we have about eight weeks until the Passover, so there's plenty of time for us to prepare and to properly prepare for it. So how do we measure ourselves? How do we, you know, what do we measure against? What do we measure? Well, there are various lists that are in the Bible that we can use to measure ourselves. There's the the list of bad behavior or of sins, certainly of things we want to avoid. And there's also lists of good characteristics, of godly characteristics that we want to emulate, that we want to put on. There are plenty of details mentioned in the Bible um, that'll give us various lists, either of good behavior or bad behavior. There's lots of good characteristics that we can choose from. Today I'm going to suggest one characteristic in order to measure ourselves in preparing for the Passover. I'm not going to talk about this characteristic in detail, although I will mention some details. There are plenty of details mentioned about this characteristic in the Bible, and I will tell you where to find them as if you choose to do so. There's a whole chapter in the Bible dedicated to the characteristic that I'm going to mention. As I mentioned, I will talk more about this later, but I will say for now, this characteristic involves our relationships. Our relationships at home, our relationships at church, at work, or at school, wherever we may be while traveling down the interstate. It's a characteristic that we can use and apply in all situations. So again, today I'm gonna to talk about one characteristic that we can use to measure ourselves as we prepare for the Passover. Turn to 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter. 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, we'll see some instructions from the Apostle Paul. Specifically, he's giving instructions regarding the New Testament Passover. 1 Corinthians 11, and Paul starts talking about the New Testament Passover in verse 20. I'm actually going to start reading in verse 26. So 1 Corinthians 11, verse 26, it says, "'For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread and drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. Here we come across this phrase, unworthy manner, and some people are stumble at this phrase and they think, well, I'm not worthy to take the Passover. And that's true. None of us are worthy to take the Passover, but that's not the point. It's talking about how the Passover is to be taken not about the person taking it. it. needs to be taken in a worthy manner, not in an unworthy manner. Continuing on in verse well, I'll continue in verse 27. It says, "Whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. This is one of the ways that we do not take the Passover in an unworthy manner. We examine ourselves so that our manner will be proper. We test ourselves, we examine ourselves, and this is the instruction to do so before the Passover. This says, let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. So we see that God takes this very seriously about how the Passover is to be taken, to be taken properly and that people examine themselves before taking the Passover. As here it said, people are, are sick and some have died. You term many sleep. Some have died because they have taken the Passover incorrectly. Verse 31, it says, for if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged, verse 32. But when we are judged, we are cleansed. Excuse me, chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. So here we see the instruction of the Apostle Paul regarding the New Testament Passover. We need to examine ourselves, and in doing so, we need to examine ourselves to prepare correctly for the Passover. And in the examination, the test we give us ourselves needs to go just beyond the basics. or not just beyond has to go beyond the basics. The author of the book of Hebrews in Hebrews 6 tells us to go beyond the elementary principles of Jesus Christ. We need to go beyond the subjects of keeping the Sabbath or the holy days, that's pretty basic. Beyond subjects of tithing, again, something that's pretty basic, clean and unclean meats. Beyond what we know about other specific aspects in the Bible. Turn back a few pages to 1 Corinthians, the eighth chapter. 1 Corinthians the 8th chapter, and I'll read the first couple verses. 1 Corinthians the 8th chapter, it says, Now concerning things offered to idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. It's an interesting analogy during the days of unleavened bread of being puffed up. The marginal reference in my Bible says, become arrogant. And then in verse 2, it says, If anyone thinks he knows anything, he knows nothing yet as he ought to know. But if anyone loves God, this one is known by him. So here we talk about knowledge, about the gift of knowledge. Knowledge of itself is a good gift from God. It's mentioned in 1 Corinthians 12. It's a good gift, but as we see, it could be abused. It can be abused. It can also cause problems to lift the person up, to have pride, to be puffed up, as it says. We need to go beyond knowledge. Just think, you know, in the kingdom of God, there will be those that will be in the kingdom that don't have the same knowledge that we have ourselves today. There have been many saints that have died through the centuries that do not ha- did not have the knowledge that we currently have, but that's not the point. They're going to be in the kingdom. Being in the kingdom, it's not what we know, but it's what we do. It's about our conduct, our relationships one with another specifically how we interact one with another. Turn back to John the 13th chapter. John the 13th chapter and I'll read verses 34 and 35 and I'll ask what is the basic characteristic of a Christian. And again when you think of that and you think of John 34 35 I would imagine there's some that are ahead of me right now but that's okay. I'll catch up. John 13:34 it says a new commandment I give to you that you loved one another, as I have loved you, that you also may love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love one towards another." So Christ gives us a new commandment, and that's the word command. It's not a popular term in today's world, command anyone to do anything. But it's an important thing for a Christian. Christians do keep the commandments we do keep the commandments of God. As I said, some may not like that word, but it's a good word as far as a Christian is concerned. There are a few Greek words in the Bible that are translated love. And again, talked about love several times here. Love being the basic characteristic of a Christian. As I mentioned, there's several, or there's a few Greek words anyway, translated love. The Greek word used here and in much of the New Testament is agape, agape, transliterated, A-G-A-P-E. The definition of agape, according to Mount's Greek dictionary, is love. It defines it as love. Generosity, kindly concern, devotedness, and in the plural, translated as love feasts. But actually, agape is more than what's included in this definition. Agape has what I'll call many facets or many ramifications. Christ tells us how to recognize his disciples and it has to do with relationships, how we treat one another. And again, I'm not saying that love is the only characteristic and the other characteristics are not important. That would not be true. There are many that are important. But according to the apostle Paul, love is over and above all. It's overarching, so to speak. 1 Corinthians 13 describes agape love. Mr. Gary Petty has given a series of 11 sermons that describe the many facets of what agape is and what it is not. As I mentioned, he's he's got these sermons. He has prepared these sermons. The sermons are all based on 1 Corinthians 13. Mr. Petty goes into a lot of details and a lot of applications of how that word, Agape, love, should be uh, included in our lives and part of our behavior. As I mentioned, he has a lot of details and a lot of applications. His sermons used to be in our weekly church bulletin. Um, They've been in the bulletin for several weeks. Obviously, today they're, they're not in the bulletin, but they have been in the past few weeks, past several weeks. And these sermons, and again he has a series of 11 sermons, they can be found in the UCG sermon archives. I suggest going through his sermons, his 11 sermons, as one good way to examine ourselves as we prepare for the Passover, to grade ourselves of what to measure against. Agape is about relationships, about relationships with God, and also about relationships with each other. And when you think about it in John 13, verses 34 and 35, a person can't be, quote unquote, independent and be a Christian. It doesn't work that way. We are called to be part of a body, to have love one towards another. Each, of the part, each part of the body has its function, has its purpose to perform. So again, love is the basic characteristic of a Christian. God is love, according to 1 John 4. It says, God is love. We should be love too. This is something that we can measure ourselves against. 1 Corinthians 13 describes the character of God. Agape, agape love is better than, as I mentioned, all the other spiritual gifts. And this is according to the Apostle Paul. You know, and There are these three, faith, hope, and charity, or agape. The greatest of these is agape. So again, I suggest that we can use the series of 11 sermons by Mr. Petty to help us to prepare for and to measure against and to test ourselves in preparing for the Passover this year. Turn to Galatians of the fifth chapter. Galatians of the fifth chapter. I'll start reading in verse 6. Galatians, the fifth chapter, and in verse 6, where here we have some more instructions from the Apostle Paul. We can look at these instructions uh, about further instructions from the Apostle Paul on agape, upon this love. Galatians 5 and verse 6 says, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but faith working through love. And then dropping down to verse 13, it says, For you brethren that have been called to liberty, only do not use your liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in the one word, even in this, you shall love, again agape, you shall love your neighbor as yourself.